it's Sunday night and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee. Coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM if you're on your tractor and reaching out to the world on WKRMRadio.com. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Oh, I tell you what, we got some hecklers here in the studio tonight for Americana Central Time on WKRM. Man, it is so good to be here. Last night we were at a place called the Blackberry Jam, and man, it'll be, I'll be wrestling over microphone and volume controls and stuff like that with the one and only Americana Ann Johnson. Are you there, Americana Ann Johnson? Hey, everybody. I'm here. Now, you're going to be moving over to microphone two in just a few minutes. But for now, you're on microphone three. You have a suntan. Deep, dark, savage tan? It's a savage tan, but you're not wearing your <laughs> lipstick. No. Now, we joke about that because when you wear your lipstick, what happens? My lips stick together and I can't talk. That's right. And this is radio and oh, it's lipstick. all about talking. But it's all about music, especially tonight. Because Tonight's a big have, night. Yeah, but we can't tell everybody who's here yet. But okay. we know. We have some Americana rock and roll legends right here in the WKRM. It gives me studio. goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps all over. And, you know, let me see. Say something for just a second while I dig through my satchel to get my train whistle, Americana. And don't talk too loud, but just say something about the Americana Music Triangle, if you will. Well, I love the Americana Music Triangle. It's 1,500 miles long. And, oh my gosh, you go Wait, through you five say states. You, that's like being 1,500 miles from the people I know. <laughs> you know that song, All Right, Because It's Midnight. Special guest, do you know about the Americana Music Triangle? Yeah, but don't say your name. Don't say your name. No, I don't know. Let's turn wow. the volume back down because we don't want anybody to figure out who this is. And we don't want to give away too much information. But you know what we want to do, Americana Ann? We want to talk about the Americana Music Triangle being where history made music. And music made history. That's right. And you can find out more about the Americana Music Triangle special guest and special guests by going to AmericanaMusicTriangle.com. You can plan your trip on the gold record road. One more time, where history made music. And music made history. That's right. Well, we're going to make some history right now on WKRM. 103.7 FM, 1340 AM, if you're on your tractor, and on WKRMRadio.com all around the world, because I've got Brown Clydefelter's train whistle right here. When yeah. I blow this, it'll be time for us to start Americana Central Time. And since we are in Columbia, Tennessee, Mule Town, USA. Columbia. Columbia, because Mule Town is a cool town. It's Columbia, Tennessee. I wrote that myself. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> well, because we are in Mule Town, USA, we are going to hop on that mule train with sister, with Maddox Brothers and Sister Rose, as we always like to do here on Americana Central Time. Are you ready for the train whistle, Americana? I'm so Anna? ready. Here we go. 
It's time for Americana Central Time. Hop on that mule train all around the world, y'all, on WKRMRadio.com. Dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi With a high and canvas covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac With me you can ride And so I climbed into the cab And then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road With so much dust and sand And I said, listen I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere 
I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, the Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Lombabaca, Shefferville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Coastal, Rocky, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellicoe, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, Seaquatamina. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistall, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been
Parsons and Emily Lou Harris doing a song written by one of our legendary guests who's in the studio here tonight. We got two legendary Americana rock and roll bona fide heroes here today. Walter Egan, that hey. heart's on fire. You wrote that song. I wrote that tune, yes, indeed, after spending an afternoon with Ray Benson from yeah. Sleep at the Wheel. He broke my heart. Were (laughs) you in Nashville at that time, or where were you at? I was in uh, Washington, D.C. I was in Georgetown at that point. Yeah, Yeah. and this would have been maybe... 71. Yeah, and at that time, was Emily Harris up there playing at coffee houses? Yeah, me and uh, she was playing in the same circuit as uh, we were. And, um, in fact, uh, the night that Chris Hillman approached her about uh, singing with her with his friend yeah. Graham, yeah, she didn't know who Graham was, and I had wow. to, I had to take her take her back to the Sageworth House and play Gilded Palace and uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Yeah, and it's and so then, cool because talking about Sweetheart of the Rodeo, when the Birds and Graham Parsons and the Birds yeah. came to record that in Nashville. Graham's family is originally from Columbia, Tennessee. They stayed just up the road, about two blocks from here, across from James Richard, the man behind the mule. His mm-hmm. aunt lived there on Barrel Court, as a matter of fact. And the birds and Graham Parsons stayed with Graham's aunt when they drove into Nashville and recorded mm-hmm. that album. So we always love to yeah. talk about Graham Parsons, but talking about Emmy Lou at that time didn't know yeah. who he was. Many people here today. Well, I was a fan at that point. Yeah. And so when Graham came to town the next day, they were looking for a place where they could uh, work out their harmonies. And I yeah. said, well, come on over to Sageworth House. Now, Sageworth so, would be your band at that Yeah, time. that was yeah. my band, Sageworth. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, when Graham and Emmy sang together for the first time, I was the audience sitting there wow. in our 
in our psychedelic kitchen that we yeah. had there. It was all painted in tempera colors. It was very, there was a hole in the wall that we had a frame around. It was, it was nice. Yeah, very, <laughs> very much a hippie house at the time. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was uh, a thrill for me because I was uh, a big fan of the man at the time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. I, now, so where were you originally from? I'm from a place called Forest Hills, which is in New York City. Okay, so you were from the East Coast area. Yes, indeed. And our other legend of Americana rock and roll is from the Missouri area. St. Louis. Show St. me. St. Louis. And you are Michael Soup, granddad of the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Yes, sir. Yes. So many more things. I mean, you do your own thing. Yes, sir. I just got breaking news, and I think Walter was smiling when he heard this, too, and Americana, and you may be smiling in just a second. Are you making your your performing on the performing on the Grand Ole Opry? I'm tongue tied. This coming week, this Saturday, July the first, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils are making our second appearance on the Grand Ole Opry. Wow. Yeah, it's very That's so cool. They've given us 13 minutes, so we got three songs. Yeah, uh, in between somebody oh, wow. and somebody. Yeah, so we're on we're on the schedule for the Grand Ole Opry. So uh, come see the Opry, or I guess you can hear it on streaming and that internet stuff so yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but yeah it's, it's very and they, very exciting they even have maybe on circle television i believe you can watch that through the right. opry that's what it is page. circle television so right, we'll yeah. be what, which night is it again saturday july 1st Ooh, that's the real opry night yes. you know because oh, the reason so the opry the grand Ole opry be friday saturday yeah yeah well we played the, the grand Ole opry uh about a year ago yeah and they gave us – they have it on Tuesdays also, don't they? Yeah, and yeah. originally back in earlier times, yeah. they had the Friday night frolic and the Saturday night Opry. Yeah. You know. But we played on, on Tuesday night. Yeah. And we went out and had an absolute ball. Yeah. Just the crowd went nuts. Yeah. So they invited us back. Well, the one thing I wanted to bring up as we begin this show, we'll have Americana Ann on in just a second, but the neat thing about y'all's music, uh, heavily inspired – by, I guess you could say, American music, by country music in many ways, uh, by folk American yeah. music. Yeah. And so you all were really Americana music pioneers. Um, you might say that. Yeah, you might yeah, say that. You might yeah, well yeah, say you that. might say yeah. that. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have Michael Subranda of the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. We have Walter Egan, Magnet and Steel, Hot Summer Nights, Hearts on Fire, and so many other wonderful songs. Yep. And we have Americana Ann. Americana Ann, are you ready for a commercial break? I'm ready. We have to pay the bills. And we're going to pay the bills, but we'll be right back because we love our sponsors so much. And we are here at WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Let's see if everybody can say that at the same time. One, two, three. Columbia, Tennessee. WKRM, Americana Central Time. We'll be right back after these words from our fine sponsors. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. That's me. I'm George Hamilton V, and we have a room full of legends. This is just amazing, man. I cannot believe our luck. When I picked up that phone and I was dialing for guests for the Americana Central Time Show for this Sunday night, they actually answered the phone. Normally, people, they run away. Imagine they that. <laughs> they answered their phone. I know. Man, oh, man. Americana Ann, what do you think of that? I'm glad they answered the phone. I am, too, because we are in for a feast of we music tonight. We are. You know, we're so fortunate here. We are. We get to see so many different things, and we've had uh, the most wonderful guests. That's true. And these two tonight are no exception. Now, I'm going to ask them a question. Sometimes you all have actually performed, have you all performed together in in various incarnations in the Nashville area? Because you both live in Nashville now. Well, when Walter moved to town, um, I I had a house. I was living by myself, and I had a spare room. Okay. So I would rent out this room to folks. I think you were the fourth or fifth 
person to move into my room. Yeah. You had access to the kitchen, the studio, yeah, the TV. Halfway house. Yeah, it was my halfway house. But did you have a hole in the wall with a frame? Picture uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, when I didn't. he left, but, was uh, there a hole in the wall with a picture frame around? I'm just kidding. But when he came to town, I'd only been here a few years. Yeah. And so we, uh, we yeah, hit Soup it off. Yeah, was one of the first people I met here. So well, when did you come to town? It was in August of 97. Wow. Just before Lady Di said goodbye. Yeah. That, that is wild. Now there's so, Walter Egan there. And so, so he moved in, and you know, when you get two musicians, yeah, you know, of course music's going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> music's been happening since 97. Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. a question for Michael Soup Granda. Was Walter around when you developed the uh, Santa Claus character, the... the, the What's it called? Your character, Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah, he's called he's called Santa Claus. Ah, he is. Well, <laughs> you have a brand new book called uh-huh. Fat and Funny. Uh, I just put out. Well, actually, I put it out last year. And seeing as how we're at uh, the halfway mark of the year, so it's going to yeah. be Christmas in July. Yeah, you go to michaelsoupgranda dot com, yeah. and it'll take you to the book. I've been a professional Santa Claus. Well, when I first met Walter, I wasn't fat and I wasn't <laughs> white haired and with a big white beard. Yeah. I was trimmed with a red beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh as I've aged I've turned into an old fat guy and uh and I <laughs> can just be, more of you to love. And I can be Santa Claus during the month of December yeah. and actually make some extra cash. You can yeah. get any drunk and put him up in a mall and put a fake beard on him give It's him, not the same. Give him thirty bucks but it's not the same. With this real beard you can make a lot more money. So yeah. I've written 23 essays. Yeah. I compiled them into a book. I finished it during the pandemic. Yeah. And it's out right now, fat and funny, so you want to be Santa Claus. Yeah. That's so it's Michael all about good times. Well, not all, not all good times, because sometimes, you know, you get a little, little, little girl who comes up, who approaches Santa Claus, and the first thing is you smell the, the secondhand cigarette smoke in yeah. her hair from, you yeah. know. You know, their the, parents. From their parents in the pickup truck. Yeah. And then when you say, oh, well, what would you like for Christmas? And she'll go, I want my mommy and daddy to not fight anymore. Oh, wow. you know, oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. So I've included all of that in the book. Wow. It's not all puppies and flowers. Yeah. Did yeah. anyone ever pee on you? No. <laughs> nobody's ever peed on my lap, and nobody's ever reached for my, for my beard. Yeah. Well, now, so... Did Walter Egan? Ever, so he has never. Has he ever seen you in action as Santa Claus? I've never, I've never sat in a, <laughs> on his last. <laughs> like that, no. No, I've watched him grow into the role, though. Yeah, for years. Because uh, when I when I came to town, I was playing in a band called the Brooklyn Cowboys. Right, with, with Michael uh, Webb. Michael Webb, and Joy Lynn White, away there, and Joy but, Lynn, Buddy Cage, but Buddy, Buddy Cage, Cage was too, yeah. the uh, the selling point, and yeah. it was with a guy named Fred Rowe Perry, who's okay. Richard Perry's brother. Yeah, he's kind of the the black sheep in that family. All right, and uh, wow. he wanted to, uh, you know, make it in country, yeah, or alt country, or Walt country, as I like to call yeah. it at the time. And uh, <laughs> Walt, so yeah, as yeah. I came to town, he followed me down and. We recruited Soup to uh, become our bass player in the uh, early version of the band. And yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. We yeah. recorded at, uh, what was that? Tracking Master Station? Link. Oh, Masterlink. Okay. Masterlink, yeah. yeah where, uh, where Roy Orbison uh, yeah. apparently uh, spent some time back in the day. 
Yeah, and, and before coming here, of course, you were out in California, Walter Egan. Um, Those hot summer steps nights. behind there, yeah I, yeah. I had actually moved back to the house that I grew up in, okay, up in, in New Queens. York? Okay, Queens. Um, and I had a band called the Wild Ponies Yeah, that uh, played around the, the New York area, Yeah, going against the grain there in, the, in New York. Well, so... Get and then, then the Brooklyn Cowboys kind of developed. Yeah, because you're up in New York, and then yeah. now you're Brooklyn, down in Nashville. Yeah. Now, the question would be like, how did you get to California, and how did you meet Stevie <laughs> Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham uh, when you were in New York? Well, I didn't in New York, obviously, oh. yes. Have you seen, there's a movie out, or it's TV series called uh, Daisy Jones and yeah. the Six? Yeah, That is kind of ripped off my story. They That's started cool. in Pittsburgh. I yeah. started in New York, but yeah. I drove my Econoline van out to L.A. Yeah. Uh, a guy named Chris Darrow, who was a wonderful guy in Kaleidoscope and Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, okay. yeah. said I could uh, stay with him, Yeah. Uh, similar to my jumping off with Soup here yeah. in Nashville. And um, he kind of had a tour that, that United Artists had pulled the, uh, the tour money away from. And yeah. so he... I was in I was in town for about a week, and he said, "Do you want to be my band?" And I said, "Oh, sure." Well, yeah. we're going to England for a month. Nice. So I went to England with him for a month, and while I was there, I met a guy who's two years later offered me my first deal. Wow! And so once I had that deal, yeah, it led me to a studio called Sound City yeah. in Van Nuys. Which happened to be the studio where Stevie and Lindsay happened to have worked. Yeah. And so when I had a deal offered, it was like, we'll get the Buckingham and Knicks to produce it. And it's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Don't tell me, you know. Yeah. And so I found out, I, you know, it was very much uh, the beginning of their ascendancy to uh, yeah. Icono. Fleetwood Mac. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, yeah, they were working on rumors at the time. Wow. And so, yeah, I worked around that. Well, Legend has it as some of those songs. We're about you. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am uh, perhaps a footnote in Stevie's book, and okay. well, she's a few chapters in mine. Yeah. You know, well, it's, if you go to Walter Egan's uh, Facebook page, I'm sure websites and this type of thing, there are so many interesting photos and photos of Stevie Nicks and you together recently, uh, maybe out in California. Um, yeah, I usually try to see her when she comes through town. That is so and, cool. Uh, yeah. And then, but back in the day, was it a music video you did where she was wearing a cheerleader outfit, or what was that all about? <laughs> that was just on the album. Okay. That was the uh, inner sleeve of uh, the album. And the album that had Magnet and Steel? Uh, no, this was the album that, uh, my first album, okay. Fundamental Role, okay. which actually had Stevie and Lindsay producing along with wow. me and the engineer. And then during that time, she was doing some background vocals yeah. one night, and... Uh, I realized I was strongly attracted to the woman. Yeah. And uh, after I dropped her off, I got on the highway and I got behind this car that had a license plate that said, Not Shy. Yeah. And by the time I got home, I had uh, created this song called Magnet and Steel. About man, the way I oh, felt man. About and then I recorded that on the second album. Yeah. I actually got her to sing on it with me, which kind of completed the circuit, I guess you might so say. So she's actually doing the harmony on the album? Yeah. On the song? Yeah, she's singing along with Lindsay and I'm uh, sure Annie always McClune, learning. Yeah. a wonderful girl that worked in Sageworth. Yeah. In my college band. That is so cool. Now, let's ask <laughs> Soup. Did you ever run into Stevie Nicks with Ozark Mountain Daredevils? Did you all ever tour together with Fleetwood Mac? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Knows a complete sentence. Well, now I'll pass the microphone to Anne. Anne, do you have a question after hearing? Uh, um, no, actually, we, we met. Fleetwood Mac when we were in England yeah. recording our first record. Yeah. This is before uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. This is yeah. when um, uh, Jeremy Spencer and Peter Green were still in the yeah. band. And we were staying at this, uh, con- this mansion in the countryside and we'd go down to the local pub and it was the same uh, neighborhood that the old Fleetwood Mac I guess Fleetwood Mac Blues Band, maybe. Okay. But and then we would drink uh, beer and play darts with them. Yeah. Wow. Be- before they hit it big. Yeah. So my my answer no isn't correct. Yeah. Actually yes, but. But there's a neat thread that going here because uh, both of y'all were in England, and did you did you find because it, it's even true I think to this day because my father of course did a lot of work in England and the country music fans over they there they love it and the people yeah. in England have this wide love for this American music yeah correct it's a folk type American, thing based yeah. in England originally but mm-hmm. and many times these the rock and roll folks of y'all's day maybe would go and tour England and of course uh, soup so who was your producer over in England when you uh, Glenn Glenn Johns yeah and David Anderley were yeah. our two producers yeah so yeah we went over to uh, England and uh, our sound our initial sound on our first two records was shaped by an Englishman yeah so there you know there you have it you know they yeah. uh, the folks over in Britain they just go nuts for American country music yeah and uh I'm uh, glad to uh, to oblige him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very wild. Now, Americana Ann is just spellbound today. I never... am. I, my mouth is just wide open. Now, you were doing the Blackberry Jam yesterday, announcing yes. there, and uh, just entertaining so many people, but you were there also, and you were in awe of a man named David Spaulding Jr., who's listening right now to us on the radio. He's a man of constant leisure well, from the Viva know, Las Vegas radio show. You know I love the man of constant leisure. That's right. And someone here, maybe both of our stars, the legends of Americana Rock, would you all like to say a special hello to David Spotting Jr.? Hello, David. David. Ma- where man are you, man? of constant leisure. Yes. The man yeah. of constant leisure. Man. The yes. man of con- oh, Relax, would you, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just relax. Yeah, I know he's going to be happy with that. We're going to be celebrating our 11th Anniversary of the Viva Nash Vegas Radio Show here in Columbia yeah, yeah, yeah. at Big Shades Nashville Hot Chicken. A whole lot of shaking going on. We also like to encourage people to bite the biscuit. That's one of my new Facebook pages. <laughs> and they make the Viva Nash Vegas Nashville Hot Big Shakes Chicken Breakfast Biscuit for the Viva Nash Vegas Radio Show over there. And I believe even next week, we're going to make it a Viva Nash Vegas weekend because I believe on Americana Central Time, Next Sunday night, we will be reliving some of the exciting moments of the Viva Nash Vegas radio show. And folks in this show will be talking about the day that Soup came to visit us, the day that Walter Egan came to visit us. This can be so much fun. But I'm getting ahead of myself because now we're back <laughs> to the night. So now you all have been writing. How many songs do you all write a week? A week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's zero. Yeah. Most times it's zero. Yeah. It averages out over the years. Yeah. yeah. So are the two of you tight like nine and ten? We're more like eight and nine. <laughs> you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're close. Uh, we've written s- several songs together, and we perform uh, out in various uh, configurations. Yeah. yeah. So we come together. When we come together, it's always a good time. And when we, yeah. when we uh, 
part ways. We go off on our musical journeys, mm-hmm. but they always seem to come back and yeah. intersect. Right. They just yeah. intersect. Well, now, yeah. Walt, is your band now called Walternative? Yes, the Walternative Band. Yes, yeah. that's my That's the Walternative Band. And Soup, band. you have Soup and the Ornaments? Well, the Ornaments is my, I've, I've just recorded a new album with the Ornaments. The Ornaments are a trio in Nashville. They play every Christmas. Okay. They play every Christmas. They play a Vince Guaraldi's Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. And so they come out, and it's a trio, and they play the whole album. And for the past couple of years, I hang out in the wings as Santa Claus with a Telecaster on. Yeah. At the end of the show, I come out and sing Chuck Berry, Run, Run, Rudolph. The kids go bananas. Yeah. <laughs> After this past Christmas was over, I asked the ornaments, I said, well, would you like to go in the studio and record some of my songs? This feeling here is so nice and warm and just, you know, just great. So we went in and recorded a new uh, record. It's not out yet. Yeah. But Soup and the Ornaments is my new band. That's an offshoot of Soup and the Sandwiches. Yeah. And that goes back. uh, Yeah. That's long. What a long, strange trip it's been. Yeah, and so I think we had, because one time you've been in the studio before, and mm-hmm. I think I asked the question then, but I'm very forgetful. How did you get the name Soup? S U P E. Well, it uh, inc- it's kind of a, you know, not a very interesting story, but the uh, three elements are rock and roll band. I okay. was a singer. Yep. A Superman suit. Right. Was, and yeah. uh, at college. And a bottle of tequila. Oh, okay, yeah. And so all of a sudden, I became that guy. Yeah. And uh, they told me I had a good time. I don't remember much about it. What well, was this at, uh, like a girls' university or something like 1969 that? 1969 in yeah. a, a Missouri uh, State University. Yeah, okay. And you found the, the cape and the outfit in the dressing room, I Yeah, guess. yeah. I've got, got the, I've got the whole nine yards. I can't wear it anymore, but at the time, I could fit <laughs> into it. <laughs> Man. But that's, where, that's why it's spelled S-U-P-E. Right. Short for uh, the Superman so, character. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Walter Egan, do you have any kind of nicknames? Well, you give alternative. Well, and, back in high school, I had one that uh, I'd rather not say. Uh-huh. <laughs> we may be getting a scoop on that as the show wears on. Because American Well, wait a minute. Yeah. What about you, man? You got yeah, a nickname? Heggy V. Yeah, what about you? Heggy V. Well, oh, Heggy V. Yeah, you're Heggie right. V. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, George yeah. Heggy Hamilton V. I never came Heggy V. I Heggie just v. call yeah. him GV. That's right. And Americana Ann, do you have a nickname? Americana well, Double A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's Americana Ann. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. Now, it's very interesting because there's this song we're going to play before we go to a commercial break. And this is going to be a song that is by Soup Granda, along with what well, is from Mark and Mike. And oh, it's, yeah? It's Local King. Can you tell us a, a touch about this? The Local King is a song we wrote about old guys all across the country. There are thousands of us. We had a rock and roll band in the 60s. We had a rock and roll band in the 70s. And in our hometowns, we were the cat's meow. We would play every weekend. The place was packed. And if we went 100 miles down the road, we wouldn't be able to draw flies. Yeah. But in our hometown, in our local, (laughs) in our locality, we were the local king. Yeah. We knew every word to every Chuck Berry song, every Jerry Lee Lewis song, and we don't know anything about Hootie and the Blowfish. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we continue to sing Chuck Berry songs, and the people still come out to support the local king. Now, we made a TV pilot about this. Yeah, yeah. And we went up to St. Louis, and we found a gentleman by the name of Billy Peake, who plays around St. Louis. He's played around St. Louis since 60, 
I think, 63 or 64, he still plays around St. Louis. And in St. Louis, he's a, he's a local king. Yeah. So we wrote it about old guys like us all over the country. Yay, old guys. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Local king. Local king. Well, Chuck here Berry is, is a local king in St. Chuck Louis. Berry is a, you're right, kind of, yeah. Like right, the yeah. emperor. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, here it is, local king with Mark and Mike. Uh, and Soup Granda, of course, would be Mike. Mike. That's right. right. <laughs> here we go. We got a word from our sponsors after this. We'll be right back with more Americana Central Time on WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Local king. Soup Granda. Local King. And they all can sing. The local King. He can dance. He can sing. He plays the drums. He plays the bass. He's an ace. In a hole in the wall. On any night. Same old joints. Got his name in lights. He can do anything. Cause he's a local king. Well, the people come from miles around to belly up to the bar. Because the man on the stage is the current rage, and they think that he is a star. There's a fat girl dancing with a businessman, a cowboy dancing with another fan of the local king tonight. Every town has one. Every town needs one. Because everybody wants one now. An ace in a hole in the wall on any night. Same old joints got his name in lights. He can do anything because he's a local king. Well, the nightclub's been his alibi for 20 some odd years. King will sing about anything that the audience wants to hear. He'll do a tune by Johnny Mann, Elvis Hank, Steely Dan, Chubby Checker, Ernest Tubb, Jerry Lee, Flat and Scrubs, B.B. King, The Rolling Stones, Old Chuck Berry and George Jones, Johnny Cash, Earth, Wind and Far, John Paul George and Ringo Starr, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, there ain't a song that can't be sung by the local kings tonight. Every town has one, every town needs one, cause everybody wants one now. <laughs> and they all can see the local king, he can dance, he can sing, he plays the drums, he plays the bass. He's an ace, in a hole in the wall, on any night, same old joint's got his name in lights, he can do about anything. He's a local king. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. 
you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Are true custom designers experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. A little bit of a delayed trumpet there. That is Tom Comet playing the trumpet, and that was Tom and Amy Comet singing along with yours truly on the radio, 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 traditional theme theme opener type thing to the Viva Las Vegas radio show. I want to remind you, we'll be having the 11th anniversary of the Viva Las Vegas radio show at Big Shakes here in Columbia, Tennessee, this coming Saturday. Is that July? Is that? Well, that's not July. First. It's what is it? That's July 1st. Michael Soup Granda, that's the night you're playing the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, the Opry. That, that's the only reason I knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, now we're moving into the live music in the studio. Yeah. Segment the first part now? of live music. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is going to be so good because okay. we have okay. Michael Soup Granda of the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. They're making okay. their second appearance of the Grand Ole Opry this Saturday. But of course, you remember Jackie Blue, and if you want to get to heaven, and then of course Walter Egan, who's here, Magnet and Steel, Hot Summer Nights, because we got a hot <clears throat> summer day and an evening going on here. And of course, Walter Egan was at the Blackberry Jam yesterday over in Franklin area. I did. I dropped by and did a couple of tunes. Yeah, what a wonderful festival to benefit Hard Bargain Association there. that's a great thing. And you were there on one of the first Blackberry Jams, I believe. I believe I was. Several since then, I think. Yeah. I can't believe how old I am. No, you you don't age. (laughs) This is amazing. You want to make me look like a great-grandfather. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) Well, you you really don't age. 
Well, you really don't. You have to look closer. <laughs> I, I can see you pretty good. <laughs> well, now, Michael Subrenda, yeah. you have your guitar. We're going to do two yeah. songs, can I almost do... back to back. Walter will be following you. Okay. Can I uh, do a new song? You're going to do a new song? Yeah. I Is mean, it... brand new within the last couple months. Has it been yeah. copyrighted yet? No. Oh, good. <laughs> Folks, go ahead and turn your tape recorders on. <laughs> You too. I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. I totally protected there, uh, George. You too. Good ride with Michael C. This this is a song that uh, we were watching TV one night, and Julie, my wife, we were watching, and it was one of these old rock and roll guys, and he's now 70 years old, but he still had his headband on, and he still had that wild hair and all that, and he was doing an interview out in a parking lot, and in the background was a Super 8 motel. (laughs) So I wrote this song, and it's called... It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. All right. It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. When the ice machine is broken and the hallway smells like hell. Your room is really stuffy. Your towels are far from fluffy. It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. It's hard to be a diva in the back of a rental van Loaded down with gear, loaded up with the band Your life is a series of diesel fumes and stinky little dressing rooms It's hard to be a diva in the back of a rental van Oh, you're ready to be a mover and a shaker too But that was back in the summer of 1972 Now you're just a has-been and used to be as well It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel It's hard to be a diva on a tiny corner stage When you go into action, try not to act your age Father Time is playing drums and turning the page. It's hard to be a diva in a tiny corner stage. Well, you used to be a mover and a shaker, you see. But that was back in the summer of 1973. Now you're just a has-been and you used to be as well. It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. Our head is rusty and your room smells really musty. It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. It's hard to be a diva in a Super 8 motel. Man, oh man, so true. That is so wild to me. You got this humor. Has this humor been with you all of your life, Michael uh, Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, when I was was what, six years old, I saw the Three Stooges on TV. Yeah, and I've never, I've never been the same. Yeah, what is you know? It's just interesting because um, as we all do age, and everybody in the world ages, but yeah, so many yeah. times, not rock stars only. It could be country stars. Could be anybody who is a diva. Well, and yeah. they don't want to age. They don't no, want to no, you know, enjoy no. life. But somehow you actually bring all this to everyone <laughs> to where it's like, man, I want to be like him. I want to act my age. I want to still rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. But I want to speak the truth right. about, you know, 
life. Yeah, I still love it, man. I, I, yeah. Every time I pick up my guitar, I turn into a giant eighth grader yeah. trying to play Get Off My Cloud. Yeah. Ooh, man, we yeah. want to say a little to Michael Webb, who may be out there. Maybe he's touring with Hank Williams Jr. right now. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, man, Michael Webb, a good friend of all of yeah, us. Yeah, he's, 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 he's another, another one, yeah. Yeah. And so he's been here in this room, of course, with Cimarron 6.5 just a few months ago, mm-hmm. and they're doing really good. So you need to great. see that's happening. Mm-hmm. Rusty Young, of course, and talking about Rusty Young, who they were uh, very inspired by, and they all played with Poco and Rusty Young. Yeah. Once again, the era you all came from, and the reason you came to Nashville, let's get to that. Why did you choose Nashville at the time you came here, Michael C. Because back then, Nashville maybe wasn't the rock and roll capital of the world. Well, we made records here in the 70s. Uh We made a couple albums here in the 70s, and it was really, really different. It was very sleepy. Yeah, and then uh, I came down here in the beginning of the '90s, because when the Daredevils weren't working, we weren't working a bunch, and so I came down here to explore writing. Yeah, because I just wanted to write a song and give it to somebody and have them go out and tour, and send me a check. Yeah, <laughs> I was interested in mailbox money. Yeah, and so that's why I came here because I knew that if I stayed up in up in Missouri, uh, I came down here not to get famous. Yeah, I came down here. To support myself being an artist. Yeah. And I knew that I could do that here. Yeah. And Walter Egan, now, did you get a, did you, so the first person you met then was Sue, but one of the first people. Pretty much, yeah. You didn't know him before you got here. Uh-uh. Nope. But nope. what brought you to Nashville? Did you see the Graham Parsons, Emmy Lou influence and, and follow that light? That was part of it. I was doing those two country bands up in New York City. Yeah. And every time we'd play, the people would go, Man, you ought to check out Nashville, man. You know, your songs would be real good down there. Yeah. So I I came down here three or four times and uh, checked it out. And um, pretty much the same reasons as far as being a songwriter. It was yeah. like, this is a town where a songwriter gets a little respect. Yeah. And uh, New make York. A living. Yeah, yeah. And so and New York was just, I love New York, but it's, unless you're uh Way on top of it all, it's yeah. just a hassle. Why? It's a struggle, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. And so, I just, uh, I had, uh, I was about a, a year or two into uh, my first separation, all right, <laughs> from my wife. Yeah, and uh, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. And, and you know, I've I've been here longer than I've been anywhere in yeah. my life now, which yeah. is kind of bizarre to me. Now, a lot of people who, you know, it's interesting, they, they talk about, man, you should have been here back in the day. It wasn't anything like this. What happened in Nashville? But are you all sort of like always watching the changes and going like, man, you know, when I first came here, <laughs> yeah. it yeah, wasn't right, like yeah. it was. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that, uh, it's, I feel like I'm a stranger. I feel like I'm on tour or something when I go downtown Nashville now. It's like, yeah. And my daughter's, not are, the truth? my daughter's like, I know, Dad, I know. Every time, <laughs> you know, it's, what's where these buildings come from? Yeah, and I know, Dad. Just get yeah, where these party know. buses come from? Oh my God, that really is very. Well. Of course, Davis Baldwin Jr. He he likes to go down there and hang out and check out all he the does. Party, well, he's we want to do this Viva Nash Vegas bus tour so bad. And maybe someday, maybe because I heard that the Jug Sisters, they are maybe retiring. They'll have some replacements. Have you heard of that? Yeah, they, some, I've heard rumors, yeah. But. Maybe you might be one of the new guides, Michael Soup Grandad. Okay, Why sign not? me up. Because you got that personality. Yeah. Well, now, Walter Egan, <laughs> talking about songwriting, Americana Ann is just totally fascinated by your songs. Americana Ann, what was that you said to me yesterday when you heard Walter Egan singing on stage? 
he just he's wonderful. He's right. just ridiculously talented. I think that's what I told you. That's true. And he's blushing right now. You are so modest about wow. it. Both of y'all have been on spotlights on huge stages. And you all could have let it go to your head. But, Walter, you have actually you've taught people. You're a teacher also. Well, a teacher is a big word for what I do. I am okay. a substitute teacher at uh, local school Centennial High School. Yeah. Down in and in Williamson are, County. Yes. Which I like to call because, yeah. Hardly Davidson. All right. Trent, this is what, you know, I know you get your catchphrases. I'm working on that one. <laughs> now, tell Williamson me about, County, yeah. Hardly Davidson. Hardly tell Davidson. me about Hardly Davidson. <laughs> I, it just came to me in a dream one night. I gotcha. just thought, yeah. Just so what do you Williamson teach? Is. I teach life, basically. I, I actually... Uh, Played bass on Kelsey Ballerini's demos. Man. She graduated yeah. from Centennial. So was she one of your students? Yes, she was. And Man. Yes. Now she did. She's okay. gone a long way. Yeah. Or come a long way. She whatever. sure has. I, uh, she, I was, oh, she got her sense of fashion from you, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a show at the Ryman the other night, and yeah. they have in a glass case... A Kelsey Ballerini dress. No way. I was, it blew me away. I yeah. Like, I knew that. Well, dress. I know it is so <laughs> neat to see how things happen so quickly. Yeah. When I, I'm going like Shazam, I ain't never even heard of <laughs> yeah, that. I was I was doing a gig down in Georgia, and uh, it was, they put me up in a nice hotel. Woke up on a Sunday morning and turned on the TV, which was about as big as the wall yeah. across from the bed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Kelsey was selling me Colgate. Yeah, toothpaste. I was thinking, Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Kelsey. What well, happened? It, so when you all were. Uh, Getting into rock and roll and doing the touring, weren't the cycles a bit slower to where, you know, uh, people became, there were overnight sensations, but, you know, careers lasted longer, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now it's it's just kind of dis- disposal. It's like a big lighter now. Yeah. You know, it's you know, flav- flavor of the month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And I guess that's the way it is pretty much with everything right now. No, I'm not trying to be critical of everything right now, but just thinking if right. we all slowed down just a touch and take that songwriter's route that you all have taken where it's like okay we could just keep on and you you do rock quite often but you also write all the time and you right. so the right. whole idea of it's an art and it's more than just uh you know overnight flash in the pan thing it is i i wanted to be a songwriter as much yeah. as i wanted to be uh you know elvis or whatever on yeah. stage and and i love being on stage and i love performing but it's really the making of the music, the making of the records, the yeah. writing of the songs that I really do love. So at this and time right now, Walter Egan, having said that, are you ready <laughs> to let us hear oh, one of your songs right here in the studio? Just like, you know, uh, we just had Michael Soup Brandon sing a song, an original. Yeah, Soup's a hard, hard act to follow here. I know. <laughs> so what are you going to sing for us? It's an instrumental, I think. I hear him. This is like deliverance. <laughs> I, I think he's tuning. Oh, he's tuning the guitar. Because he cares. I never tune. My guitar was always in tune. <laughs> but somebody else is out of tune. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have a funny kind of song that might be a good one to follow. Soup's, uh, <clears throat> Soup's lead here. I watch um, you again. It, it came yeah. out on an album of mine called Raw Elegant. Okay. Which... Uh, for you anagram fans out there as an anagram of my name and uh, it was about I I am a cat person even though I've been allergic to cats since yeah. I was 18 years old but I've gotten over that yeah and now I have I'm a, a, 
okay. I have a cat named Opie, okay. an orange cat, who never got enough from Mama Okay. when he was little. Yeah. And so he comes in in the morning as I'm stirring. Yeah. He comes up, he bumps my face with yeah. his head, and then he proceeds to suckle on my earlobe for right. like five minutes. Yeah. And he goes, gets all blissed out when he does that. And so... Um, that is wild. It is very wild. Well, maybe he's also giving you songwriting ideas. Like, does, are you alluding to the, the, the potential that this song was inspired? Well, this song was inspired by an earlier cat in my okay. life. But I think it works well for Opie and, okay. <laughs> and Opie's sister, who we also got about a year and a half ago. Now, Dottie. Dottie is. So are Opie and Dottie <laughs> listening right now? I think they are. To WKRM and WKRM radio around the world. Anyway, and so this one's going out to them and all the all the cats and kittens Water in the audience. Yeah. Little kitty sitting on my windowsill. You think you're so smart, you do as you will. I let you out not a half an hour ago And now I hear you just moaning low Meow, 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 meow Hooey. You think you own me, not the other way around Think you look at me like I'm a clown You rub my leg when you think I shouldn't sleep You rub my leg so I'll cut your Egan right there with the song Inspired yes. by Opie the Cat, maybe, yes. or an earlier cat. Well, yeah, it was KB, but, but Opie. Dedicated Opie. to Opie and Dottie. Yes, Opie and Dottie. Thanks. Yeah, that is so cool. You know, Americana Ann is a cat lover too. She, or maybe she's not. Have you got, well, you got you got some cows and stuff like that, don't you? I have nine cows. No way. And horses. No way. And a pit bull. No way. Named Bubby Wishes. 
Uh, you know, oh, yeah, there's, yeah, blue eyes. Well, you know, there's Fergalicious, so yeah. he's Bubblicious. Bubblicious, and you also have a telephone, and you may have Marshall McGall almost. I may. Is he on the line nearby? I don't know. Let's well, I'll tell you what, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you find out real quick what we say to Walter Egan and Michael yeah. Soup Granda. This will be like coffee Marshall. break time. And of course, you listen on the radio on the front porch here at Front Porch Radio. Marshall McGall is going to tell us a tale from the backward Z. We're going to have your back probably after the next commercial break, and then we'll be going into more and more music. This is fun. Glad Are you to be having here, more fun than you've ever had oh. before on the radio with me? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> now, we want to also say, before we go to Marsh McGall, uh, a small commercial here. You were just over in Cornersville. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was. I came down to su- spend Sunday afternoon down in Cornersville. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours is opening a coffee shop cool. in right downtown Cornersville called yeah. the Cypress Cafe. Yeah. So go down to the Cypress Cafe in Cornersville, Tennessee, and uh, find Sarah. Yeah. And tell them Soup sent you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, folks are on their way. Yep. And everybody's listening to WKRMRadio.com, around the world. Walter Egan, did you stop anywhere on the way down here to visit someone who has a coffee shop or a sandwich shop or anything? I was going to, but uh, I thought I'd better get here on time. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, wait, Americana Ann, did you stop on the way down? No, he went to Sonic. You went to Sonic. I went to Sonic, but that was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. But um, But you have a styrofoam cup that says. The weather here in Tennessee felt like Florida. (laughs) It did. In the last few days. (laughs) Yeah. I guess even the weather wants to move out. Yeah. That sounds like a new song. I'm trying to slip that joke. That's my yeah. joke. Thank well, would you all... Oh, didn't go over big you yesterday. All, you all make it out and write a song on the front porch and the rocking chairs. we got people outside just clamoring at the windows. We like to call it Front Porch Radio Theater. Y'all can go out and sign <laughs> yeah. some autographs, maybe write a song or so. Okay. Listen to Marshall McGall as he tells us a tale from the back of Z right here on Americana Central Time. Once again, we'll be back in a few minutes with Michael Soup Granda. And, of course, the one and only Walter Egan. It's a big night at Americana Central Time. Americana Rock and Roll Legends. And, of course, Americana Anna. And now, a tale from the backwards Z legend. He tells stories all about growing up and the goings-on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. None other than Marshall McGall. Are you there, Marshall McGall? I am here. No way. He's there. He's there. I, I told you. That's right. He You're a there. magic Americana <laughs> Ann. How you doing, Marshall? I'm fine. How are y'all? We're good. So, have you been listening? You know I who have. our guests are? I do. I've been listening. Great show. It's a big night. I know. Yeah. Did you, back in in the day, did you listen to the that song of, For you are the magnet and I am steel. I think we should probably uh, uh, let Walter sing that. Oh, Don't, I know that, but I was I know, I'm just trying to see if Marshall I'm just McCall. saying. He may have heard that. <laughs> you know, did you hear that in your car? I, I did. Yeah. I did. I used, to, I used to crank it up. Yeah, and how about Ooh, and Jackie, Jackie Blue? Blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no this doubt. This gives me my chance to sing, you know. I could always <laughs> say that it was Marshall. Marshall was singing. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Yeah, I'll I tell you, if y'all, if y'all let me, if y'all do let me sing it, I, you know, the next time I come on, y'all won't mention me singing. I can tell you that. Aye, aye. <laughs> now, what's the weather like that down there in Pensacola today in Marshall McGaugh? Because it's been it raining, is. hasn't it? Well, not today. Uh, just about every day it's it's been coming rain, but today it didn't rain. We thundered a little bit, but it never got here. But it's 
every day has been hot here. It's it's like 95 degrees every day for the last two weeks. Ooh, but uh, humidity. Th- th- then it, yeah, but then it rains a little bit and cools it off, and then then 30 minutes later the humidity comes back and it's 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 rough. Yeah. So wow. But uh, but I'm not gonna complain about the heat. I've told you all that before. I can I can take the heat. I'm just I'm a big baby when it comes to cold weather. But uh, yeah. so the heat's okay. Well, now growing, down there in Pensacola. Do you uh, ever, I guess you must have humidity down there like we have up here. Like growing up in, in Marvelous Mount Pleasant, it was maybe, it was it a different kind of heat than Pensacola? Was it like a wetter, wetter, wetter heat, or you got the exact same thing down there? I think it's pretty much the same. I mean, we had we had real high humidity in uh, in Tennessee, and yeah. it's, it's real high humidity and here. So I don't storms. Yeah, y'all, yeah, and a lot, a lot of pop-up storms. And then when I, when I watch the weather, of course, my sister, uh, Leslie McGall-Hickman, lives up there in the uh, Columbia and yeah. and so sometime I'll look and see how her weather's going and and a lot of times it's hotter there than here I guess maybe because we get some coastal winds that come in but uh, but it's pretty it's pretty close to the same yeah. yeah well now have you got a tale about the summertime today or what what stories have you got for us today yeah tell us what you're going to talk about What's well it, it 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 is a, a story that took place in the summertime but it is a story called the crawfish dinner aha and uh so it's another food tale that, that's in my in my book and so i i'll just jump right in there so uh so if you were if you were living around anywhere around murray county in the 90s in the early 90s there was a big announcement that changed the county forever kind of changed the all of middle tennessee forever i guess and that's when general motors general motors announced they were going to build a saturn plant right there in murray county up yes. spring hill yeah so oh and that little bitty restaurant that became so famous Oh yeah, and 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 I mean it changed almost overnight. Every, everywhere there was a patch of ground big enough to build a subdivision, they would dynamite the hilltop off, and the build bulldozers would roll in, and they they build a subdivision. Yeah. And uh, so so at the time, uh, Saturn was announced. I've mentioned on here before my father's company, Mike McGall. He was my father, and he had consolidated mining company, which had formerly mined phosphate. But uh, to keep up with the times, when the phosphate industry fizzled out in the eighties, he had. He had a contract with United Cities Gas right there in Columbia installing yeah. nat- natural gas pipelines all over the co- county, and, and I worked for him. And uh, and so with all these new subdivisions going in, uh, boom, business was booming for us too. And uh, now one of the subdivisions was being built by a guy from Louisiana, and his last name was Gidry. And the reason I remember that is he was kin to Ron Gidry, who was a heck of a pitcher for the Yankees in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him, but he was he was a real good pitcher, and I think he won a World Series or, or one of the pitchers for the Yankees when they won it. And, uh, but anyway, I'd, I'd gotten to know, uh, not Ron Gidry, but this guy that was kin to him that uh, was a contractor, uh, and he was building a subdivision. I'd gotten to know him pretty well because he was always out there at the job site. And he had gone to home to Louisiana one weekend, and when I saw him at the job site Monday morning, he proudly pulled out several big mash uh, mesh bags full of live crawfish. All right. Because uh, he had been to Louisiana, straight out of the Louisiana uh, creeks. And, I, and I'm talking about big bags. And uh, so and so, just just like when you cook a lobster, uh, you ha- you cook them alive. And you have to do the same thing when you cook crawfish. And, and that's why he had bags of live crawfish. Yeah. And uh, that's, that sounds cruel to cook them alive, but I'm not the one that invented crawfish cooking method, so I'm just reporting the facts like Joe Friday used to say on the old show Dragnet. So so a young pups might need to Google Dragnet uh, also to see what that was. But I know y'all remember Joe Friday. Just the facts, man. Just the facts. Yeah. That, that's right. 
But anyway, he, he said he was going to have a crawfish boil the next night and, there, and right there at the job site. And me and all of my crew were invited. So so we didn't have many crawfish boils in Tennessee because the crawfish we had in the creeks aren't big enough to eat up there. They, I think we, right. some people call them mud puppies or something like that. But but uh, but it was going to be my first one, and I suspected the first one for most of the crew. And because of that, I asked him if I could take a few of the crawfish back to where the crew was back at our shop. And uh, so I could show them the size of these crawfish because I mean they were big. They looked looked kind of like baby lobsters. Really, yeah. they were so big. Uh, so he pitched about ten of them in the back of my pickup truck, and I headed to the shop. And that little sidebar about crawfish ju- just popped in my mind, and this should get some some type of award for government waste. But a lot of people in Murray County know my brother David McGall. He's a, he's an engineer lives up there in Brentwood now, but. But he had to build a job putting a pipeline across the Bigby Creek right there in Columbia. Yeah. And since the, since they were going through the creek and having to dig through the creek, uh, he had to hire a biologist for ten thousand dollars of taxpayer money. This wow. was a government job. Yeah. And the biologist had to relocate the crawfish from that part of the creek and move them downstream about the length of a football field. And then after they crossed the creek. With the pipeline, the biologist he had, he had counted how many moved. He had to go get that many of them and bring them back to that location. So, so government waste at its best. But anyway, yeah. just a little sidebar. Back yeah. to the crawfish boil. And just as I suspected when I got to the shop, none of my crew would ever eat the crawfish. And a, and a discussion took place about who would eat one and who wouldn't. And I was kind of on the fence about it myself. And I think probably nowadays with with restaurants, uh, uh, you probably eat more crawfish nowadays up in that area. But back then, it was unheard of to eat crawfish. You just about had to go to Louisiana. Yeah. But anyway, and, and, and someone said, uh, I wouldn't eat one of those nasty things for $10. All right. And <laughs> no, we had a guy on our crew that was always strapped for cash. I mean, he always had some kind of financial crisis going on. He spoke up. He said, I'd eat one alive for $20. Uh-huh. And that that caught me off guard so it took me a second or two to react and y'all remember y'all remember my name my nickname's quick draw right from yeah, the, right. yeah. From, from the old uh, the old cartoon quick draw mcgraw that's what people started calling me uh-huh. and uh, the young young pups probably have to google quick draw mcgraw too but but anyway i reached in my back pocket so quick and pulled my wallet out so fast it looked like i was drawing a pistol like in the old <laughs> west you know and I slapped a dollar bill down on the hood of my truck. Uh-huh. And I said, and I told him, I said, not only would I pay 20 to see that, but I'd give him $20 for every live crawfish he ate, even if I had to run to the bank and take out a 90 day note to pay for it. I was going to pay him $20 <laughs> until, until he got full. Yeah. And, and, <clears throat> now, and, and, you know, I say in the book that I wish I could put one of those disclaimers like you see on TV that no animals were harmed in this tale, but but I can't. Yeah. And, uh, but, but they were going to eat them the next day anyway, so they were just harmed 24 hours early. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so he stared at it for a while, and I know in his mind he was thinking about what he was going to do with that $20 bill, and it was kind of like if you – if you give one of my grandkids twenty dollars, that's like five hundred dollars in kid currency. Yeah, you know, and and so I mean, they're 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 as happy about that as we would be five hundred. And this guy was still on kid currency, and I'm not saying twenty dollars isn't a lot of money, but to this guy it was a whole lot of money. Yeah, uh, but but anyway, but then all of a sudden he got his nerve up, and he stuffed that live crawfish in his mouth and started chewing. And uh, now he had one of the awfulest looks on his face I've ever seen. I'm, I'm not, I don't even know if awfulest is a word, but that's the only thing I can think of that describes the look on his face. He looked like a sick squirrel with a mouth full of acorns. Right. And I mean, he, 
and, and he, I mean, he had to chew on this thing for like 10 minutes. And, oh, and no. I, it, oh, you know, and I, I might exaggerate on here every now and then, but if I, <laughs> if I'm exaggerating, I, it, it was 11 minutes instead of 10. I'm going uh -huh. the other way. I mean, I mean, he chewed a long time. And there were a few moments when it looked like he wasn't going to make it, but he finally managed to swallow that crawfish. Wow. And uh, even though his mouth was empty now, he still couldn't talk, and he was a slight shade of green. He he reached onto the hood of my truck, and he grabbed that $20 bill, and he stuffed it in his shirt pocket, and then he stumbled away, kind of like, you know, Otis on Andy Griffin. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know. once again, young pups may need to go Google that, but Otis drank too much is why he stumbled. Uh -huh. But he, stu he stumbled off. And and as he was pulling off, I pulled every 20 out of my wallet I had, spread them out like you would a hand of cards, you know, if you're playing cards, and was waving at him saying, hold up, I've got more 20s here. <laughs> and and he, he didn't even turn around and look. And then I looked at the rest of my crew, and I waved the 20s at them. I said, next. <laughs> but uh, I, I had no takers, uh, and especially after what they had just, just witnessed. Now, now, this <laughs> happened right at quitting time. And uh, Scotty, his name was Scotty. He called in sick the next two days. Yeah. And he had gone. He had some kind of a stomach bug. And when he finally did make it back to work, and he looked, he looked a little peaked when he came back to work. And he gave us a play-by-play -play of the last few days. And old boy had gone through a rough time. And but I'll never forget. He told us he's his strapped as cash for he's always was. And as much as twenty that twenty dollar bill helped him out, said he would never put another one in his mouth, dead or alive, for a thousand dollars. Wow. And that's the story of the crawfish dinner. Wow. And oh man, another fine story. tale from the backwards Z. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, we had Americana and I saw you you were trying to hold in your laughter because you didn't want to, you know, <laughs> get on the microphone with that, but your face was just smiling. Have Americana Ann, did you say you have actually eaten a crawfish yourself? Well, not the way that this guy ate them. That's right. But I actually love them. Aha! Yeah, so and, uh, now there's probably not too many people in the world that ate them like this guy ate them. I but, know. That is amazing. <laughs> That's brave. That is brave. <laughs> and that is just one of the fine tales from Tales from the Backward Z, which is just it's a, a best-selling novel about growing up and the goings-on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, right. and Marshall McGaugh. People all over the world right now on WKRMRadio.com, they're clamoring. They're wondering, how do I get my very own copy? All right, I'll, copy. That's right. I always like to say it's a G-rated book. Okay. And uh, But if you live close to the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History, right down there on the square in Mount Pleasant, yeah. they sell it. Great place to go visit, uh, oh, whether yeah. you want to book or not. Uh, Matt, if you also if you live close, the Mount Pleasant Columbia Library both have a copy. So if you don't want to buy one, you can just go check it out and read it. Uh, if you if you do if you don't live close or you want your own copy, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Apple Bookstore, you can get it right there on your phone. Uh, you can go to you get it on on e-readers like Kindle and Nook. You can also go to my website, MarshallMcGall.com. That's two L's in Marshall, MarshallMcGall.com. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, I've got a link in there that'll take you to Amazon. You can get the book there. So a whole, whole lot of places to get the book. And can people actually write you questions or send you an email through MarshallMcGall.com? They can. They can go right there to, to my website and click on Contact Us. And I like to always say on here, I'm us. And that email comes to me, and I love to hear from people and uh, what they think of it, and I, and I answer every email that comes through. Man, you got to be careful though, because I've I've been hearing tell that there you're getting lots of fan mail. How do you handle all of that? 
I, I tell you what, I just I get up in the morning and, and get me a cup of coffee and just go to go to working through them. All right. Well, now I guess that's a little bit easier than climbing up and down the telephone pole down there in Pensacola for this show to talk to us on the telephone pole, like Green Acres, and of course some of the young that's bucks right. they'd have to Google that too, Green Acres, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's right. They'll have to Google Green Acres, but yeah, I'm up on the pole right now. They're just missing so much. I know. Man, oh, man. Well, Marshall McGall, thank you so much for another fine tale from the Backward Z, one tale at a time. And we love to have you here with us here on Americana Central Time on Sunday nights on WKRM. Now, next week, I think we'll be here. Do you have an idea of what might be the tale next week? Yeah. So next week, I'm going to stay with the uh, with the food. You know, I, I've, to- I've told you this before. I could have my own own a channel on the food network especially after a story like that you know but i'm gonna stay with that i'm gonna tell tell a tale called the barbecue okay well that sounds interesting wide open did you have some i noticed you didn't i I noticed you didn't say that sounds like uh appetizing (laughs) no but what it does sound like is uh it's wide open it could just be anything you never know what yeah. it's going to be with Marshall McGowan, the tales from the back of because right. there is no place like Marvelous Mount Pleasant, no. and it's all in the book. That's Man, right. Oh, and if you see Reuter, make sure to tell him we said hello, and we are looking forward to y'all coming in October. October, October 29th. That's we'll exactly be there. right. Going to be good. That's right. right. And, 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 uh, and I have not seen Reuter since the the two weeks ago when he was here but Jean saw him out uh, she was out uh, in the yard and he came by and she saw him wave and they said hi to each other yeah so she's seen him and I, I'm sure I'll run into him in the neighborhood well that's all good right. all right well say hello to Ruder and everybody and we will see you next week Marshall McGall right here on Americana Central Time a tale from the backwards Z from the book Tales from the backwards Z and it's one tale at a time thank you Marshall bye Marshall thank y'all looking forward to next time I talk to y'all all right well, now he's going to slide down that telephone pole and try not to get any splinters. And we're going to have a word from our sponsors here. And we're going to have back in here some Americana rock and roll legends. What do you think about that, Americana, Ann? Can you just get over? I can't. I mean, just. It's almost like we need to pinch ourselves. I'm going to have to pinch myself. <laughs> I can't. I've already got too many red spots. I've been pinching myself all over. But, folks, don't pinch yourself too much. Stay tuned and get ready for more. Rock and roll history, Americana history here with Michael Soup Granda and, of course, the one and only Walter Egan right here on Americana Central Time with Americana Ann and yours truly after these fine words from our sponsors at WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Middle Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Middle Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! 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 Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Everybody is cheering in the studio. I feel like I'm on the big stage right here at Americana Central Time on WKRM. And yes, that's WKRM. And yes, Americana and your microphone is on. Or were you knocking? You were simulating knocking on a door. I don't. Is it on? Yeah. Can't you hear your voice? No, I can't. You need to turn up your headphones. That's what you do when you don't want me to talk. I know. I just. But we do that because we have so much fun, as you know. We do. We have fun. I've got Walter Egan over here. We have an inst. This is like Doc and Merle Watson doing an instrumental together here. Are you all? Are you all tuning up with each other? You actually? No, we're just tuning. You're tuning. Tune because we care. A four forty one. Yeah. Now, what I was going to ask you all is a very interesting question. Just because I'm a fan of y'all's music. Okay. Did you all? Were there people that you ended up touring with? In your bands, or as a solo artist, Walter Egan, of course, with your bands, okay. and then Michael C. Brandon with Ozark Mountain Daredevils and, and other folks. Were there folks that you found yourself saying, I can't believe that I'm actually either opening for or on a festival with? Can you name off some of these names that just blew you away and you go like, I can't, is this a dream? I've just got to pinch right myself. Right off the top? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, we... 
we hooked up with Commander Cody and Lost Planet Airmen. We played a lot with those guys. Yeah. And the New Riders of the Purple Sage. Yeah. Yeah. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah. And a band from England called Fairport Convention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we played a lot with those people. Yeah. With those, what, three, four bands. Yeah. Back in the early, early, early days. Now, talk about Fairport Convention. Were you on tour over in England? We played with them over in England, okay. and we, they were on A&M Records. Yeah. So we'd go over to England. We'd play with Fairport Convention around the British Isles. Yeah. And they would come over to America, and we would play with them up and down the uh, uh, West Coast. So the Sandy Denny years? Uh, yes, and, and right at the end of the Sandy Denny years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry? Mungo that, who did that song in the summertime? But Mungo in the summertime, yeah. Mungo, Jerry. Mungo yeah. Jerry, yeah. So Mungo Jerry was that before or after Ozark Mountain? Did I it? don't have any idea. I think I don't know because I'm saying you all had that sort of loose grooving hippie vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, uh, it's just it was an interesting time. I guess it may have been around the same era. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Now, some of the, the songs that you all had on the Ozark Mountain Daredevil's album, so the song about a chicken. What's the name of the song? <laughs> chicken Train. Yeah. <laughs> I was the chicken squawks on the chicken train. So I tell, my, I tell my two daughters, I say, well, you know, I put you to college. I put you two through college and married you both off. And I paid for it by acting like a chicken. Right. <laughs> that is amazing. So how did the Ozark Mountain Daredevils get their name? Well, it can't. When we that's were, a very good question. That's American. a very good question, yeah. American. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad well, you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great. We, we the first three, first two years of our existence, we were called the Family Tree. Okay. Yeah. And we got our record deal. The very first uh, uh, piece of business we had to conduct was change our name because there was a, a folk group up in New England that had trademarked the name Family Tree. Wow. So we had to change it. So we had a name the band party. We all got together in a room and we started imbibing and the names started flying. All right. Some of the names we didn't choose were the uh, Burlap Socks. Okay. That one didn't go. Uh, the undercover overalls. That one didn't yeah, go. Yeah, that's a good one. Buffalo chips. That one didn't go. <laughs> and coming because we came from the uh, era of bands, hippie bands with long names, somebody said, "What about this cosmic corn cob and his amazing Ozark Mountain Daredevils?" <laughs> we all laughed. Yeah, but we didn't really, you know, take it serious. Yeah. And then some people came to us later and says, you know what, that's kind of a good name. The first we had to do is we had to eliminate the word amazing okay, because of the amazing rhythm aces. Right. And then because no one wanted to step forth and be Cosmic Corn Cob yeah. like Commander Cody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, or uh, uh, you know, Paul Revere and the Raiders, Commander yeah. Cody. No one wanted to be uh, Cosmic Corn Cob, so we deleted cosmic corn cob ampersand yeah from the beginning yeah and that left ozark mountain daredevil how about that americana Ann? i love it have yeah. you been to the ozark mountains uh, yeah <laughs> that's where, where we're from <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah been yeah. there lived there for oh lord 
just you know, just about half my life. And then do I you still have on. a house there? No, 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 no. I uprooted and came, moved down here to <clears throat> Tennessee about. 30. But you do have your publishing company, Missouri Music. Missouri Mule Music is still my publishing company. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm I'm a resident of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, for the last uh, 33 years. And we're just glad you're here. Now, Walter Egan. Yes, we asked Soup, Michael Soup Granda, folks that he toured with, the folks you ran into. Yeah, so like I can't believe I'm actually. In the same building as his yeah, brother. Most everyone that I toured with, I felt that way. Yeah. Uh, my uh, first tour was opening for Procol Harum. Yeah. On their <laughs> wow. Last, and that was their last tour. And wow. so that was an eye-opener because uh, they uh, they were not happy at okay. the time. And, and they were, uh, they were yeah. grumbling in their British accents. Yeah. And uh, so, but yeah, I played a lot with Heart, and I loved that band. They were just amazing. Yeah. Um, and of course... Um, well, other bands that I had less respect for, but still were good bands. I mean, Foreigner. Of course, has, and, yeah, and then hanging out with uh, some of the Beach Boys. Well, yeah, doing uh, played Alpine Valley opening for Fleetwood Mac. Of course, oh, that was man. wonderful. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and the Beach Boys. I, uh, I actually tore my cartilage opening for the Beach Boys, but I got to meet Brian and yeah. uh, tell him how much I enjoyed his Any uh, picture of you and work. Brian and Lindsey Buckingham? Yeah, together. that was at, a, at the Tusk party. That was... Uh, wow, for the Fleetwood yeah, Mac release or the something? The release of Tusk, yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, and then I did a two-week tour with Tom Petty and his Heartbreakers. Wow. And uh, in September of 78. Wow. And that, on that tour, I would open for him one night, then he'd open for me the next night. We yeah. flip-flopped like that because he hadn't... Did uh, you all ever have a thing like, you know, there was Jerry Lee and Chuck Berry, and then Jerry Lee doused the piano with uh, kerosene <laughs> and lit it on fire and said, follow that, Chuck. Yeah. Did you have something yeah, like that? A little that more friendly than that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it <laughs> uh, was the wildest. Yeah, Tom, Tom was, uh, you know, I felt like we were coming from the same place musically. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I have a question for yes. really both of you. Who was uh-huh. the wildest, most destructive or self-destructive band either one of you have Ooh. played with or opened for? And if you don't want to say self-destructive, just the wildest. <laughs> well, looking back on that era, as I've been trying to write my life story, I've been talking to Soup here about that. Okay. Um, you know, viewed through the lens of today. Yeah. It all is actually pretty wild, what was going on. People walking around with little spoons around their necks. And yeah. They, you know, it was all just, oh, yeah, this is the way it is, man. It's yeah. not addictive. Don't worry. It's great. Go for it. Yeah. Commander Cody was pretty wild. Okay. Mm. The, yeah. Those guys were pretty, pretty oh, gonzo. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, so were people throwing chairs out of windows? and? Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, oh, no, no. Yeah. Nothing like that. No. Yeah, no. no, we didn't do that. No. Nothing like David Allen Coe. Or, you know, he was pretty crazy. Well, yeah, but I never paid much attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, talking about, because we have people who are out there sitting and they're thinking right now, man, these stories are so good. And then they're saying, I want another song. Now, who <laughs> wants to sing first? I think it's your turn. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll go. We got the sequence. We got Michael so Granda. This is the song that... Uh, <clears throat> uh, we're playing the Grand Ole Opry this, right, Saturday, this Saturday, and we've got a, we've got a, I've got a new song that we're going to play, but I can't do it yet until it's released on Friday. Have you all recorded a new album, a new single? Just or? a new single. Cool. Ozark Mountain Dead yeah, This Friday, uh, the Ozark Mountain Dead is going to have a new single out called "More Cowbell." 
Nice. <laughs> and, That's cool. And uh, so there's another typical soup song. Yeah. But this is the song of mine that we played on the Opry the first time. Yeah. Well, I watched her walk down the street. I watched her walk up the stairs. Stand in front of her full-length mirror Combing her long black hair The girl's so fine She's fine, fine, fine She's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of mine Well, now her friends all say that she's lonely Her friends all say she's shy I'd be a happy man if I could only show her I'm a pretty good guy, the girl's so fine. She's fine, fine, fine. And she's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. Well, I asked Larry, he asked Lou, he asked Lori, and she asked you, why does everybody call her misbehavior? Cause she's really cool, she's really hot She likes to drink beer, she likes to smoke pot And listen to her 8-track tapes of Billy Joe Shaver Turning into one of those nights A girl's so fine She's fine, fine, fine She's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of mine She's a friend of 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 mine Michael Soup, Granda. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what. And that, so you signed that with Ozark Mountain Daredevils at the opera. Yeah, your first that was a song we did on the Grand Ole Opry, uh, our first uh, appearance. And this Saturday will this be our This Saturday second. night on the Grand Ole Opry. What time, what, what slot will you be in? Oh, I don't know. Well, Check your local listings. Check your local listings. Yeah. And we're going to do Grand Ole Opry. Look yeah. on Facebook. I'm sure Soup's Facebook page, you might talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or the Ozark's Facebook page. Yeah. Ozark Mountain Daredevils. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, Walter Egan, the pressure is on because it is a song of Rama going on here. And man, oh man, before you get into this, we have the Hot Summer Nights. Can you tell us the inspiration? Well, funny thing about Hot Summer Nights, I was doing a song that Stevie wrote okay. called uh, Sisters of the Moon. Okay. That she uh, came to me during the recording of the first album. She said, you know, Fleetwood Mac doesn't want to do this song. And she played it for me, and I went, well, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, always ready to score points with yeah. her. 
And um, we did it on the road in 1977, and we got back into the studio in August of 77, where Lindsay was the sole producer, as opposed to Stevie and Lindsay. Okay, yeah. And uh, I had this pictured as the big climax of the second album. Started working it out. Uh, you don't want to hear that. But um, <laughs> And Lindsay came walking into the studio, the big studio at Sound City, and he's going... Uh, what's this? You know, it's like, oh yeah, that. Uh, you remember that girl that you used to go out with? Well, she yeah. played it for me, and we've been doing it on the road. And I thought it'd be a great climax for the album. And he said, "Well, I don't think so. I think you should go home and wow. uh, maybe write a new song to end the album." Wow! And so it was August of '77. I went home. I was thinking about. Summertime meant more music when I was in high school, and and when I was in college, it was like music all the time as opposed to being in studies and all of that stuff. And so, yeah, and um, I just came up with three good chords and a shuffle beat, and, uh, you know, 15 hours later, we were recording it at Sound City, and uh, it... uh, seems to have done well yeah it's actually the most covered song that i've ever written wow there's a, you know french german swedish versions yeah. of it slim whitman slim whitman's the slim son. no no slim byron, whitman's son byron whitman By- yeah. did it on that, that <laughs> nashville now was that nashville tonight what was the name of that show? yeah, yeah. yeah nashville like, now was so uh, gave me a, a videotape yeah. of this when i came to town he's yeah. like, gotta see this you going, made what? it what? What? <laughs> and, he, and all of a sudden yeah he's got his that's leather better pants. than to cover the rolling stone right? <laughs> yeah. someone covering it, your song on nashville blew, now yeah, blew yeah. my mind slim whitman's son byron now and you got a brand new well not brand most recent album yeah there's a label in England called Red Steel. Red Steel. Good name there with that steel thing. Yeah. And um, they've been putting out, uh, reissuing some of the albums that I did yeah. over the last 10 years, wow. some of my DIYs. Yeah. And um, I gave him a bunch of uh, CDs when I saw him in 2019. And then as COVID uh, settled in in, the, in 2020, I had a dream about this guy. And I said, and I sent him a message and I said, oh, yeah, give me a call. So I called him, and he was like, yeah, I'm starting to label again, because it was like 20 years since he had put out my last album. Yeah. And so um, he said, what's this Pamela album? And um, I said, well, and the story was my daughter loved Pamela DeBar's yeah. book, I'm With the Band. Yeah. And she said, don't get the wrong idea, Dad. Yeah. And I said, well, that's funny. I, I met her, and I think I'm Facebook friends with her, and we were about to go to L.A., and sure enough, she was. Uh, she invited us to come over, and wow! Uh, and you know, and I thought nothing about it. Yeah. Because I mean, she was, you know, a doe-eyed ingenue back in the day. Yeah. But I never, I never found her that attractive when yeah. she so was. So did Daphne get to meet her? Queen of the groupies. Yeah, we went to her house over in uh, Marina del Rey, and uh, that had to excite and, her. Yeah. Well, Daphne got to pick through her groupie couture. She had just had this yard sale the year, the week before. And I got to sit there and talk to her, and, and we're like a month separating in our birthdays. Okay. And I had been I had been divorced for seventeen years at this point, and um, and my wife is eleven years younger than I am. All right. So I always kind of skewed toward yeah. thinking I was eleven years younger than I am. Yeah. And when I meet women my own age, I yeah. would always kind of step back a bit all right um, yeah. 
Anyway, and but she and I had a lot in common, other yeah. than the carnality that she supported her bands with. Yeah. I, you know, we were big music fans. Yeah. And so I, I found myself uh, definitely being infatuated. All right. And so I wrote a song called I'm With the Girl. Yeah, And cool. uh, then I, would, I was going out to L.A. maybe four or five times a year then. And so every time I'd go out there, we'd go hang out, and I'd find myself feeling like a... Like a, a teenager in high school. Yeah, it was a weird, weird thing. Cause even though she didn't necessarily encourage me, she didn't discourage me. Yeah. And so, anyway, so I wrote this album worth of songs, and it came out as fascination, and that's yeah. what the guy in England wanted to, you know, because it, it, it follows the arc of infatuation and trying yeah. to win her and all. Well, that. and the one thing I want to make a comment, you know, listening to y'all's music, the music from. We we might say back then now because it's been a, a long time ago when you're not a long time ago but a while back well, when your original big hits came out and what's so cool is the music just like you're talking about uh, you know taking you back in time uh, and feel you know uh, whatever almost like falling in love again every time I hear y'all's music and that's what's so cool about music it takes you back and you feel forever young mm-hmm. you know and it's like you can remember the first time you heard that and it's just well it's, I feel almost as young as Americana Ann all over yeah. oh yeah yeah. Well, yeah. now, Walter, are you going to play a song from Fascination? Well, um, I could do that. I was uh, trying to figure out what song I would play. Um, uh-huh. There's actually an album that came out after that yeah. that is only available digitally. Okay. Now, and it's called Pluck. Okay. And I encourage all of our listeners to, to search for it on all those platforms. So, so that, plat- media yeah. platforms, yeah. Yeah, Pluck, P L. U C K cool. with an exclamation point, and that would be under the uh, the name of Walter Egan. Under my name, yes, yeah. Walter Egan. Um, but um, well, I mean, I could try to play one of the songs from, uh, or if you want to do, even take us back or, and do an acoustic what's your version. Favorite? Yeah. Well, I have lots of favorite. All my children are my favorite. I was actually going to play this song when. Graham and Emmy, we started the show with Hearts on Fire. Yeah. When Graham and Emmy were recording Hearts on Fire, Emmy Lou came back because uh, we actually were all living together at that time. Okay. Um, up in Boston. Yeah. And she presented me with a set of lyrics that Graham wanted me to write the music for. And so I thought of this as the last Graham Parsons song because not long after that, Graham yeah. went off to the other astral plane and left yeah. us all here. Yeah. You know, thinking uh, how good he is. And so, yeah, I was going to do this song of his and mine called uh, Carolina Calypso. Cool. Which Walter actually Egan. Soup and I recorded on a Brooklyn Cowboys album. Yeah. Very neat. So we have Walter Egan and, and uh, Michael Soup Grant is going to be joining in. This me. is, yeah, once again, this is Graham Parsons. This is uh, lyrics by Graham Parsons, yeah. music by Walter Egan. It's a song called Carolina Calypso. All right. May I lift your ears that you might hear An old tale that we spin About the perfect stranger in his golden box Whole lot of sunspots within He ran outside and opened it up So it carried to the four winds And that's just about where his whole story begins was late one day down sunny Durham, straight 
Ranger stepped from the trade Unpacked his sack with a big old smile Started strumming strong and fair A crowd turned out at the depot He got it going real good right there Said this one's called Carolina Calypso Kept time with his dusty feet Sun like gold behind the hickory trees His children are dancing in the street Carolina Calypso Come see me tonight Let your voice surround me like a thousand arms Take me through the town Back to the farm Carolina Calypso Come see me tonight. Yeah. Well, come out and see when the time grows ripe. Honey, we're with friends. The moon will rise above the hickory trees like silver fire again. Happen to be a stranger in town Might take my friend's advice And grab yourself a railroad gown Come with us tonight I said to kick off your shoes In your downtown blues Come with us tonight Get down one time for Carolina Calypso Time with your dusty feet. Sky's gonna pale across the old moss trail. Children are dancing in the street. Carolina Calypso, come see me tonight. Let your voice surround me like a thousand arms through the town and back to the farm. Carolina Calypso, come see me tonight. Walter Egan, joined by Michael Sue Grander right there on Carolina Clips. So we got a, a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with more Americana Central Time right here on WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM, WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? 
Well, you have found them. Tell us story. We're this and so much more. Check us out at tillastory.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia. And now your host, a singer, songwriter, world traveling troubadour, and 30 year veteran of the Grand Old Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, you ought to hear what I'm hearing here in the studio. We got Michael Sue Granda and Walter Egan. They are rehearsing the next selection that will be live on Americana Central Time. I'm gonna see if I can if I can get their attention. Well, it sounds like they're continuing on with this song. Americana and she's videotaping. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to Americana Central Time tonight on WKRM and every Sunday night. We want to remind you. We have the archives of the show. If you go to WKRMRadio.com, push the podcast button, scroll down to Americana Central Time, and access each show by the date. This will be 6-25-2023. You should be able to hear this maybe by tomorrow afternoon. That means that Michael Soup Granda and, of course, Walter Egan will be able to hear the song they were just playing together. Now, this is a song you all wrote together. Yeah. It is. Yeah. One of the first, actually. And when was the last time y'all played it together? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's been a while. It's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. but it just sounded like it came together so naturally. Well, well that's sometimes. because you don't know the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to uh, work our way through it. That's okay. So, well, so I'll tell you what. I got a leaky, leaky ceiling. Okay. This is an exclusive here on Americana Central Time on WKRM. We want to thank y'all for tuning in. It has been a legendary Americana Rock and Roll History Night with Michael Soup Grand of Ozark Mountain Daredevils and Walter Egan. Yep. Now, Michael Soup Grand, once again, you were going to be playing with Ozark Mountain Daredevils yep. on the Grand Ole Opry this Grand Ole Opry night. stage, yep. Grand Ole Opry, uh, Saturday, July 1st. I don't know what time, but yeah. sometime during the evening. Yep. And you got your book, Fat and Funny, So You Want to Be a Santa Claus. Yep, yep, yep. Can people can find that online? Oh, yeah, Amazon, uh, uh, ebooks, Kindle, all yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. And Walter Egan, you have now been inspired <clears throat> to write a book. I have. Finished. So I've yeah. Just about finished. Yeah, 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 finish I'm it. calling it Magnitude. Magnitude, yes, I said Magnet that's a little, and Steel. Yes, a little And once again, we, we learned tonight, we got the scoop. So yeah. that song, Magnet and Steel, was about the way you kind of felt about 
perhaps a legend in rock and roll. Indeed. Uh, she was a woman who was lost to her song, wow. as the second verse says. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to be playing at uh, Franklin's Kimbrough's Pickin' Parlor yeah. on yeah. August the 5th. It's going to be good. Would this be the alternative band? This will be the international alternative band. Wow. With By international, will it be uh, international I have an members? Irish guitar player named Gareth McGurgan. Aha. Uh-huh. Who's an amazing picker. And that's Kimbrose yeah. in Franklin, Tennessee. Once again, the date is August 5th. It's going to be good. Indeed. And once again, you'll be inspiring people maybe when the fall comes around at school. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah. People do my like best. Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey Ballerini was one of your old... students. Yes, she was. And she you was. played on... I played bass on her demos. Man, oh man. Yeah. You heard it right here on a very kind of I'm sure I had a big big hand in all that success. Now, real quick, where can said. people go to your websites? This would be now... Let's go with Soup first, then, I guess. Well, uh, soupline.com, S-U-P-E. Okay. Line. I've got a big presence on Facebook. Yeah. And all the uh, Ozark stuff, info stuff... At uh, dareheads.com. Okay. D A R E, dareheads.com. That's got all the Ozark info. We're playing the 4th of July up in uh, the Smithsonian. Wow. Uh, on, on the mall up there. Yeah. And then uh, we're playing with the uh, Springfield Symphony. We've, we played a couple gigs with, with, with the symphony. And yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's man. bigger than ever. Bigger than ever. 51 years and still at it. Yeah. It. Yep. And, Walter, again, how can people find you on that? Uh, well, I'm also uh, heavily present on the Book of Face. Okay. Um, yeah, that Book of official Face. official Walter Egan is yeah. the... Uh, the one from the label in England. Yeah. I have my personal one with my middle name, Lindsay. Yeah. Walter Lindsay Egan. I usually... Uh, and you've got the Walter Egan fan page. And yeah, and I've got... Uh, and then, of course, WalterEgan.com is there, yeah. but I don't think that's been updated in a few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, we move on. Yeah. yeah so well, and, uh, we really enjoyed having y'all here. Now, Americana Ann is off microphone because she is now filming a video that will be up online Right after the show, I'm sure. And this is with Walter Egan and Michael yep. Subranda playing this final song tonight on Americana Central Time that you all wrote together. Yep. And you performed it live around the world, I'm sure. Yeah, we've, we, been, we we've been playing it. He's, how long have you been here? Um, 26 years. We've been playing it for 25 and a half years. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All yes, right. indeed. Well, thank you, George, yeah, yeah. for having yeah, us man. here thank and having me. Your wonderful Americana show. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's all well uh, about it. Thank you all the for Bermuda helping. Triangle of Americana. Yeah, thank you all for like <laughs> pretty much sparking this fire for this Americana music because you all have really given the inspiration to so many people. Well, we, uh, it's the least we could do. It's the least yeah. we could do. Happy home. That's right. We're looking for our happy home. One, Four. two, three, four. <laughs> Got a leak this ceiling, rain keep falling on my head. This old house of mine better run out of time. I got to find a better stead. A winter wind whistle in my window, rain keep falling on the floor. Run down place and I'll run out of space. A box is piled up to the door. I've been looking high, I've been looking low Been turning over every stone I've been over here, I've been over there Just looking for my happy home 
searching for the foreign sign. I've been making circles in the classified, reading to my eyes go blind. Well, you are, I'm in such a hurry. I just got the word today. Baby of mine, gonna change her mind. Now she's coming back to stay. I've been looking high, I've been looking low, been turning over every stone. I've been over here, I've been over there, been looking for my happy home. Michael Sue Grande and Walter Egan on Americana Central Time on WKRM. Thank you all for tuning in to Americana Central Time, and we will see you all next week. Until then, sleep tight, sweet dreams, y'all, and stay tuned always to your favorite radio station, the one and only WKRM Radio in Columbia, Tennessee. We'll see you all next time on Americana Central Time next Sunday night, y'all.